You are now listening to Rest Days. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's important for us to remind you that some of the topics and conversations we have on here could be triggering, so listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Rest Days. This episode we are calling I Think You Should Leave the Gym and we're going to talk a little bit about gym etiquette today and like gym (laughs) do's and don'ts and things we love about going to the gym and all of that. And I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Maria. I'm happy to be here today. Oh, it's Maria again, our regular, regular co-host. Yes, and I'm yes. Lavelle, <laughs> and we are going to jump into some clickbait before we start talking about the gym and silly, goofy things and things that really like help us at the gym. But Maria said she has an unrelated clickbait to share with <laughs> I, us. I do. So as you know, I like talking about bodily functions and I feel like my sponsored news content has gotten out of control lately and has become clickbaity related to that topic. So we are recording this just a few days after someone had um, an unfortunate bout of diarrhea and a plane was rerouted from going towards Barcelona. It was rerouted back to Atlanta. And I read the article and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine any of my clients or even myself or my dad having to deal with that. Like if you have IBS or IBD and you have to go on an airplane, like these are the things that keep you up at night. So Lauren, are you familiar with what happened I'm not, but I'm picturing like, you know how small um, like airplane bathrooms are like at least, at least you could like have the support of all four walls at the same time, you know, because like if you're (laughs) fighting for your life on the toilet, you just like Spider-Man out and just like, you know, you're just fighting for your life. Yes. Yes. And like the walls are so close to you that you really do get good. You can get good pressure there, but like those walls aren't holding anybody. So the issue here though, is that this person didn't make it to the bathroom and there is diarrhea everywhere, like on the floors and they had to bring up the carpet after they landed and like get people back on. And then I was, you know, I saw that article and then I saw another article. And so I saw three of them. Most of the headlines are the same. Most of the interviews are the same. And then guess what I saw today? I saw my very own bodily function clickbait and it was like two people got removed from a plane because they insisted there was vomit on their seats <laughs> it's like i am i am not i don't want to hear about this anymore i no. i want to hear about nothing really i don't want any news clickbait but i am waiting for what will probably be my third news clickbait of the last 24 hour period where like somebody pees in a bottle or somebody has a i don't know i, I will tell you remember i told you this that somebody was changing a poopy diaper in front of me on the plane yeah you Didn't were live, I, text, I, you yeah. live messaging <laughs> like like i know that this clickbait is made for me but i'm also just like mortified for these people on planes that are having these accidents or having these situations and it is somewhat related to the episode because we're talking about hygienic scenarios in some capacities um but my clickbait has been um it's been shitty I will say, I will just leave it at that. It's been shitty. So I thought I would share a different kind of clickbait today. That's what I've got. That's that's an absolute nightmare. For me. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's very messy. 
I nannied for 11 years. And so I've had my fair share of like, you know, bodily functions um, going awry. Oh, yeah. And uh, I can handle it with anyone under the age of three. Mm, I do think there is a line. Yeah. And if you get to the point where you are walking and talking, I'm not dealing with it. Mm -mm. That's that's literally on you you got to deal with that so um yeah that's that's upsetting for everyone involved <laughs> it, it was really hard my heart just breaks for everyone involved and then apparently they sprayed i learned this from a friend they sprayed vanilla like air nope, freshener no, yeah no. <laughs> yeah sorry delta that one's that's not it that's Absolutely not, it. not. And yet again, another reason I am thankful to still be masking while I'm traveling because it's not going to block out everything, but I will tell you that it will block out a lot more than uh, open face. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, thank God for the mask for the uh, the poopy diaper situation <laughs> on that plane because the the baby's poop was like half a foot from me. Yeah, you could even like you know sneak a little, sneak a little toothpaste, Ooh. sneak a sneak a little Vicks, sneak a little something in that mm. nose. A little That's spicy. That. I, would I, love I that. have to because I'm very yeah. Anyway, I'm very sensitive to smells, so the mask <laughs> is also like very beneficial for that. But yeah, no, I'm sure. not. I, I don't do that. Um, we're yeah. I would have to be reimbursed enough to take a private plane. <laughs> Yeah, I'm suing for damages emotionally. And the, damage, the damages is, are the exact amount that it would take to charter this private plane. <laughs> Whatever With that's going to there and back is what I want. Thank you. Yes, I, I think that's a fair trade. That's a fair trade. Um, yeah. en enough of this poopy talk. Can you tell me what your clickbait is? You seemed excited about it. My clickbait is just about people being shitty. So it's oh, not oh, shitty. Okay, it's just about people <laughs> shitting. And um and so there is this there is this person I was I was thinking about this clickbait when we started talking about this episode and I was like gonna try to try to like uh make this person anonymous by like being like this person online whose name is Billy Buff. But anyway, um <laughs> There's this uh, TikTok account for this guy whose name is Johnny Swole, and he's just like really big in like uh -huh. the lifting community, and like all the the little boys are like all into him. But anyway, he does like segments on people like doing gym etiquette and people being like, "It was so weird when this guy was looking at me in the gym," and then you'll like you'll look at the video that this person posted, and it's just literally this this poor man trying to work out. <laughs> Or like, or like, I don't know why people are acting this way towards me. And it's like, well, you have a full video production set up. So like people are going to be looking because it's distracting. Yeah. So I, I went down and like watched like so many of these videos. They are definitely a mix of like very positive and kind of just like, here's where you went wrong with like thinking that this was a, the you show like even if you were at like a private gym and you like rented time there's still like there's still a possibility that other people will be there with right. you and you still have to like act accordingly but I just thought it was really like I love the account for what it is because it's like a bunch of I would say it's overwhelmingly like dudes following this person and mm -hmm. like um 
just like learning how to not be shitty, like learning how to not get people in your recording and then later like zoom in on them while they're working out and stuff like that. Like, which is a huge factor. I've found out from people in the reason that they don't go to gyms. I have, I, I put that out there and I ask people like, you know, what's kind of, what's been a big hang up for them getting to the gym or strength training in general, whether it's at home or whatever. But a lot of people said that they don't want to go to the gym because they're afraid of being recorded. And that made me so mad and sad and everything like that, because I'm just like, oh yeah, totally. Like back when I started going to the gym, um, it wasn't as common to be Correct. just like recording and memifying people basically. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what? I know what I know. I know what it is. I know what I look like from a lot of angles. So like, you know, like I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure it's like horrifying and like, it's not something that really plagues me, but it's something that really like worries a lot of people. Oh, sure. Um, and I, I mean, I get it. I understand why they're worried about it. And so it's kind of nice to have this, this like, counter account where it's like here's where these people went wrong thinking that they owned the entire gym and like also if you're recording you need to ask people absolutely yeah consent is uh is definitely the missing element there like i I, either the gym is a lifting gym and everyone consents to potentially being in other people's video or you ask the people around you or both. I like the idea of both. You ask the people around you if they're comfortable with that. And it's okay to say no. I, I I feel like I live, I already have enough anxiety. When I was in, I think I shared this about a year ago on our episode about going back to school, I had something that I nicknamed nervous stomach. And it was really just anxiety. But like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I have nervous stomach again. And like, I've lived that way my entire life. I've obviously learned to manage it, but nothing gives me nervous stomach more than the idea of being filmed, being weird, like me being myself. And then it becoming memefied, it becoming this whole, it becoming clickbait. Like that's like, I I hate that idea. I have the ultimate antidote for that. It is to start an online fitness business and record yourself yourself teaching for the past three years that's how you get over that what did you call you called that something um not microdosing exposure therapy yes (laughs) yeah exposure therapy um so yeah if anyone you know needs any tips and tricks you uh start recording yourself and make that all of your income and (laughs) and promise people that the recording will be up in a timely manner and that's how that's how you get over that but anyway yes so i just thought that was like the perfect tie-in it is talking about with like yeah and like how to act or how not to act and we have a couple of categories here that we kind of like i don't know we kind of we kind of figured them out as we go and i'm sure we're going to dive into them a little bit more but we're gonna start with like the personal hygiene and i think we can even like talk about like the interpersonal hygiene which is what we just talked about which is asking Mm -hmm. consent is like a little bit of that you know like a little bit of keeping up with the environment around you as well as like your own personal hygiene but obviously number one on the list is cleaning equipment because yes there's so many there's so many like memes about it and videos about it and like snarky things about it 
And yet, why did I watch someone pull out a mat, do their workout, sweat angel all over that thing and just put it right back? And I'm like, okay, cool. So I know that about those mats now. <laughs> like, yes, I knew it. Yes. I knew it before, but like it feels like it, it like affirms my my skeeviness around them. Well, and it's also, you don't know it about that mat. You know it about all the mats because now all of the mats are up for grabs. Like you can never determine it which color it is or which one it is because they're all the same black mat that everybody's just sweating all over. And mm-hmm. once there's one covered in a sweat angel, you can't trust any of them after that. I find no. it to be the most basic basic thing you can do it takes seconds it's not that serious and like it is a nod to the people around you of like you don't have to lay in my puddles you don't have like mm-mm. I mean you'd think in the year of 2023 we would wouldn't be asking people to do this but I also see people just like relentlessly looking to not wipe their shit down Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I live on earth and I observe these human beings doing other gross ass things. Oh, sure. That's a good point. um, It doesn't surprise me a ton, but I'm just like, "Mm," you know, like we already know that you have uh, navy blue jersey sheets from Target that you haven't washed in (laughs) three years. Are these the Gross. same people that would inject Clorox three years ago? I think it's a, it's the same pipeline. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, wish it is. Use, I wish they would use some of that Clorox by wiping down stuff. So that was like a big one on hygiene. I think, like I said, when we when we talk about like your spatial awareness hygiene, that is that consent that we just it talked is. about. But mm-hmm. then also like, yeah, not leaving sweat puddles. I think we've talked about this before, but like if you're doing a heavy lift and your pelvic floor is failing, not leaving piss puddles. Um, yes. Like, yes. We. I don't. I don't want to go anymore. We did. We did our bodily function segment. <laughs> <laughs> We're done now. Keep the pee Let's where where you forward. can. Um, um, and, anything and then, else, Maria? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the nexus of this episode idea came from your recent Instagram stories about feet, and I yeah. think that is a great thing to bring up in the personal hygiene category. I am someone who likes to lift without my shoes on sometimes, depending on what the lift is. However, I like to keep my socks on. And even then, I feel sometimes weird because I live in New Orleans and my socks will be sweaty and it's gross. And I just sometimes I'm like, keep the shoes on. But um, why don't you tell us your thoughts on feet? Yeah, I I think it's so so like I don't think there's a one right answer to being barefoot in in a gym or workout sure. setting. I want to definitely say that I love working out barefoot and I teach from home. So I'm allowed to do that. And um, I think also when we're talking about like in a yoga class, obviously mm-hmm. you're on your, you're sure. on your mat, maybe one of those mats that didn't get wiped down, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we'll discuss that later. And um, <laughs> And you're barefoot. If you're in certain group fitness classes, like it is definitely, it's definitely an advantage to be barefoot. Like, you know, bar, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take bar barefoot. I would take it in bar socks, but that's just me. Sometimes I've seen it happen where people are like, ah, like I don't have my socks, but also like, I'm not going to wear shoes, but also if I wear regular socks, I'm going to eat it. So like, yeah, yeah, I need to be barefoot. Um, And then there are certain studios and smaller gyms where barefoot culture is more the norm 
And so I think even in that setting, I don't have a problem with bare feet because it's like the idea that everyone is going to be barefoot Mm -hmm. and that like we're all acting accordingly. I think it's the mix of (laughs) shoes, socks and barefoot that was sending me the other day. And again, going back to the, like the the decade plus of nannying, it was also the worrying about this person being barefoot and walking around heavy machinery. And I know the oh. socks aren't going to help, but when I'm in my socks at the gym, I'm on a single platform. No one else is rotating into that platform unless it's Scott. And yeah. I'm not leaving that platform to go pick up other like other weights and like walk in the free weights area where people are potentially slamming down weights around me. So yeah. I think it was just it was so uh, disturbing to me because I was mostly worried for that person. I was like less offended about feet because, again, I work out in a lot of barefoot sure. scenarios and more like, oh, my gosh, like scary. Like, like what, is, what is you doing? Like, if you stub your toe, I'm I'm done. Like, <laughs> you're not gonna well, have a good a time. S- no, and a stub is the least of their problems, right? It could right. be a bro- it could be a broken toe, broken foot. I think that's my, one of my main concerns is certainly injury, and then of course, as a former nanny, also planters warts i don't want that for anyone either people said warts people in in responses to the story were like warts ringworm athlete's foot and like let me tell you your girl had the worst athlete's foot as like a seven-year-old because i did swimming for the summer or whatever (laughs) and like didn't have swim shoes because i don't know it was like the 90s or early 2000s and my mom was like whatever um like she just was not she was not on it with the swim shoes um so i was like my feet are very itchy <laughs> like, and I'll, oh, forever, I'll, forever forever in my head like you know the pool and there are pools at like a lot of these gyms so, so just yeah. thinking about the pool the locker room all the things like yeah the foot things and some foot things like warts and the ringworm and all that are like not that easy to get rid of forever so no no so you know i think the consensus is let there be a consensus right like let the gym culture speak to you yeah <laughs> yeah like small smaller gyms smaller studios all that barefoot love that for you big box gym where there's like where there's not even like you're not even allowed to use like lifting chalk (laughs) if there's like rules about that kind of stuff i just feel like maybe socks and maybe like not walking around but whatever yeah or or i think you should leave (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I think we um, should go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that that wraps up personal hygiene. Obviously, we could talk about many different things there, but we have a lot of other categories. And the next one is equipment. Um, this is interesting. I so to name here, I go to different types of studios. I'll go to a spin studio. Um, recently, our gym owner expanded to a second gym, which is more of like an erg setting. So there's erg machines. And then I have a CrossFit home gym. And so the equipment is kind of like everyone gets their stuff and puts it in their area. We still kind of have that like light COVID precaution of like you have your box and you have your space. Um, but I understand that working in a facility like yours when you leave your house 
um, there's a lot of equipment and it's kind of put in those different sections and it can get weird. Um, so like hoarding, what are your thoughts on the equipment hoarding? Yeah. I mean, I think that I haven't seen it a ton. So I did a workout the other day that I didn't have to leave the platform. Like pretty much I, there were enough, uh, like, lifting platforms available that I didn't feel bad not doing like a deadlift or a squat there or whatever. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I just stayed and I did everything from there. And it was so nice because all I needed was like the bar. I needed like one 45 pound dumbbell. <laughs> Love it. Like, I just, love it. I, and then I had like the little, um, what's it called? Like the box, basically. Like the box mm -hmm. that you do like s jumps onto or whatever. But I use that for like a variety of things. And I didn't have to leave. So I didn't have to worry about taking up too much space elsewhere. I didn't have to factor in that extra time of moving. And I didn't feel like I was hoarding the equipment because I had one kettlebell. I had one like dumbbell and I had the bar. Um, but I have seen people set up a full circus. Like, <laughs> when I say circuit, I don't mean circuit. No, no, I, mean I heard you. Yeah, like BYOT, bring your own tents. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. TRX band, a bunch of kettlebells, a mat, a this, a that. And then it just becomes like, it's like kind of moving and encroaching on other people's space and so that can be that can be like a a thing to navigate particularly for people who are newer to the gym yes and are like and are like I kind of wanted to use that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I kind of mm -hmm. wanted to use that but it seems like that person has 20 different items that they're currently actively using mm -hmm. um so I think that goes back to a little bit of etiquette as like a person at the gym like hey um is this a time where the gym is so dead that I can do this because I love that for you I love taking over a whole space and like setting it up and not having to move that's great but also like are you taking this space away from other people or are you at a platform and then in the freeway it's like super setting but you're like walking across the gym like people don't know you're there yeah they don't yep. know you're there you're taking three to five minutes in another area and then three to five minutes there like how are we supposed to know um that's a big one for me. <laughs> yeah. And then I think layered into, I mean, the recording is going to keep coming up. So I'm just going to go with it, but like layer it into, there are videos of people getting uh, verbally attacked for taking up someone's, Hey, I was working there. And it's like, but we didn't see you there. Um, and it's so easy to just kind of almost want to avoid the gym altogether at busy times. Even if that's the most convenient time for you, the most consistent right. time for you. Like I have, had many conversations with clients, I'm sure you have too, about I would go at that time, but it's packed and I can't get the machines I want. People are, you know, Caleb, he's a great example of this. My husband, he will, he's like in, in the house for 10 minutes and then he's gone after school to beat the high school kids because their sense oh God, of equi yeah. their equipment hoarding is another level and they're kind of slow they work in groups they're all working they're so in. slow they work yeah. in groups nobody's actually working like no shade to them they're taking photos and this is like the boys 
<laughs> yes. Yes. The boys. Mm-hmm. I'm talking yeah, the, about the crew. Dogs, like a pack of hyenas. And I'm like not interested. Um, I'm nice to everybody at the gym. And also we will talk about, but I also am not talking with anybody at the gym. Yes. Um, yes. There's the mask, a the mask helps for sure. Looking like Bane over here. Like I'm not <laughs> messing with any of you. Okay. And then additionally, like, I think I've, I've literally seen people like move out of the way of these packs of like high school and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. early college um, youth because youth. it's just like, yeah, once, you, once they take over a section, first of all, why does it smell like broccoli farts? Second, like <laughs> it's taking so long. For yeah. them to do anything, they're all working everything at the same time, and yet nothing. I'm like, why is this taking so long? And also, like, no shade, but you're using the weights that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you are using the weights that I need, and you're just posing with them. So, yeah, that can be super frustrating when it comes Completely. to like equipment and equipment use because you're like, there's three of you, and all you're doing is two of you are standing there, and one of you is doing a lap pull down. <laughs> Yep, yep. We're all just kind of watching. It's like a construction scene. One person is watching, or three people are watching one person do the work for safety. It's like, you don't need a spot. You all smell like onions, and I need you to go home. Yeah. So. It's so bad. I love love them so much, and I want them to have a good time, and I'm also like, can you hurry up, please? Yes, yes. There's another element of equipment that we can touch on, too. So when I, before I got into Lifting in the CrossFit gym, I was kind of oriented to like a planet fitness where, you know, you don't drop the weights, you don't make noise, the lunk alarm, is that what it's called? Like, you don't want to be that person. I want to push that. Every time. Well, I'm about to get to it. So I, they also don't have barbells, they don't have kettlebells, many of them don't have kettlebells, some do. So like, there, eh, there really is no reason to drop weight, um, per se. I move into a CrossFit setting 2016, 2017, and all I saw were people just dropping barbells constantly. Not empty, of course, uh, but with big ass plates on them. And I thought, it's so loud. Like, why are we doing that? Why are you drawing so much attention to yourself? And it's, I, I just want to name that, like, there is a time and space for equipment to be dropped. There's ways to bail that are really safe, uh, but that can be really confusing from a etiquette standpoint. So in your, like in my gym, yes, we're dropping stuff on the floor. In your gym, like tell us about your thoughts on that. Yeah. So the platforms that have like the big barbells that are, that where I typically like try to stay, I have one that I really like. Mm -hmm. There's a mirror, there's a window, there's a corner. Um, Amazing. Mirror, window, corner, ledge, all good. Um, and so, yeah, like that's that's obviously like my favorite one. Um, the other day I lifted on the opposite side of that and I was like, oh, feels weird here, but mm. I, feel, I feel empowered. Um, <laughs> they actually absorb a lot of noise. Like they absorb a lot of that shock. So it's mm-hmm. not super, super loud. And I'm saying this as a person who's also wearing headphones and there's music in the background. So I... I am super disturbed by the loud noise for sure. Um, it, it, it makes me concerned all the time. Um, but these are pretty good at absorbing a lot of that noise. And there's not when I go a ton of slammers. <laughs> so, <laughs> slammers. <laughs> this, 
the slammers aren't there at my time and maybe there just aren't maybe there just aren't um yeah there might yeah. not be because i've been at different times and i've been there with different people i saw someone um deadlifting recently who had like every plate uh that i wasn't using because it was like only the two of us at those there's like four platforms it was only two of us there um and they had like every single plate and they still weren't like making like it still wasn't making that much noise like they weren't slamming it um Mm -hmm. and so i think maybe it is a little bit culturally contained where like they're not doing a ton of that i've seen people bail and like or like drop dumbbells really quickly because they need they need to like they're done. Yeah. Um, but it's really uncommon, and I think that if it started happening a lot, I think that the 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 uh, greater good, the gym culture, would like kind of be like no. Yes. Also, I want everyone to know that Dudu is crying at the door after a very long pre-production conversation we had with her. This is unreal. She she did get a beautiful pep talk. And she got, she had a a little bit of a warning as well. We knew this was going to happen. She had options. She had options. All right. Well, yeah. So that's not really a, it's not really like an equipment slamming gym, luckily. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it startles me. And I think it, it startles you mostly because you like aren't expecting it. Um, And I think it's important again to know what is the consensus of this space. Like in our gym, hearing a barbell with plates on it drop sounds like music. But hearing an empty barbell drop, like you feel your stomach hit your like hit your butt. It is like especially if the gym owner's in the room, because you're just like, oh my god, you're gonna break that equipment. That that barbell is expensive. So I think know know your space. Um, it's not necessarily bad etiquette to make noise with the equipment if it, you know where to say call for it. You're bailing, whatever. Um, so good talk on equipment. I think we'd like to pivot now to fitness classes. Some of y'all go to fitness classes. You go to Lauren's classes more often (laughs) than you lift by yourself or walk by yourself or do fitness by yourself. So we're going to just run through basic etiquette for fitness classes. Lauren, this is your jam. This is what you're here to really dig in on with. What's some of your favorite or least favorite uh, behaviors related to etiquette? I would love to say that on the Level Up Fitness membership, there is like zero etiquette. Um, There's etiquette and like you're not coming off of mute. But like I've seen people in the middle of my classes, like literally like telling their kids something. I've seen people (laughs) like I know that sometimes on like breaks in between like sets, uh, people will water their plants or like get up to get more water. Like so um, there's not. There's especially in an online setting, I think that that gives a lot more flexibility to uh, to this kind of etiquette because the intention is for it to be accessible and flexible. Because yes, if your kids are crying, like you know, if you have a toddler or you have kids who are doing homework and someone needs something in the middle of you working out, you are able to like turn to them and help them, um, and know that you will either catch up on the recording or like you're fine. It's literally yeah. so un- it's so unserious. Um but that doesn't necessarily translate to an in-person class where the people you're working out with are directly next to you. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that it's like really maybe some of that was lost when people were doing a lot of working out at home and then now back in the studios they like don't necessarily have the same like 
awareness of their space and of how loud they're being. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when it comes to fitness classes, I really like, I think the phone, um, recording yourself and like, and also just like saving space can be a big thing as well. Oh my God. The space saving. Right. And then also like, what's he, what's your space? Like, Oh, that's her space. Oh, that's where they put their mat. It's like, this is an equal opportunity studio. What are you talking about? Right. Like why all of a sudden, like, I don't know, like, yeah, it could be the space that you regularly use. Like I said, with, with the platform that I regularly use, but like, sometimes you got to mix it up and like, sometimes you got to chill out. It's okay. But I, I think that that's like a big thing when it comes to classes. Um, and then you were talking about phone use in the class or like yeah. chatting at the, and like grabbing your phone at the, at the very end of it and like immediately getting on your phone. Yes. Or like, uh, I, I'm currently, for those of you who aren't watching this, I'm raising my whoop to my face and speaking into it because I will see people texting, like voice texting into their Apple watch in the middle of class. It's like, again, you might have kids, you might have work, whatever. It's also just like, let that be an every once in a while thing. Like, don't bring all these elements into your class if you don't have to. If you have the privilege to take the 30 to 40 to 60 minute break, like, detach a little because it can be super distracting to the people next to you to for you to be whispering into your phone or sending a text message or answering a work yes, email. It's or giving call. Kim possible. It's giving Kim possible. <laughs> like, we are not, it's, once again, it's typically not that serious. Obviously, if you're like someone who has something serious going on, yeah, like like you did for the past, you know, when you were at your spin classes mm-hmm. when you were with your parents, like that might be a time where you want to keep that like close to you and like yeah. know what's going on. But otherwise, like you know, it's not that serious. Yeah, I have a few things that I think about when it comes to fitness classes that are just really random, but I know that. <laughs> For my people who work out at crew, they're going to kind of nod along with me. Or if you work out in a similar type of functional fitness space, I really struggle with when people are talking while the instructor is talking, um, mostly because I have a hearing like issue, um, but also because I am a former teacher and I am an A plus student and I am so aggravated for the teacher and for myself and the other people in the class when you decide that your voice can or should be louder than the instructors. Like, it doesn't matter how many times you've been in this class or how good you are, or if you're just having a bad day and want to chat, like, it drives me bananas when people talk while other people are talking. I just, it it disrupts my peace and it makes me feel like we're not in the same class anymore. Like you have this little sidebar business happening. Right. And like, now I'm hearing about like, you know, that you had diarrhea on a plane. Like now right. I have to hear about that. <laughs> right. Here we go. And it's right. not like vanilla poo. Yeah. Um, another thing I struggle with um, are people just making, we're going to talk about this a little bit later too, but like people just making unnecessary body comments in fitness classes or um, kind of like making their space, uh, they're, they're, they're taking up too much space personally. Like they're either, their stuff's everywhere or their energy's everywhere. Their, you know, farts happen, but like their farts are everywhere. Um, It's just kind of, uh, if you're in a fitness class, you're part of the group. That's how I feel. And if you can't be down with like being a part of the group and taking out your earbuds and like being on the team, maybe we try a different type of fitness setting for you. Setting. Yeah, definitely. And I think the benefits of fitness classes are what you're saying is disrupted by this, which is like, you do get there and you get to be in this collective energy. And 
then, especially if you're like just going into a new studio or a new class, I think that like gauging the regulars energy can be really Mm, important. Yes. Um, And even within my virtual class, I have so many regulars that do an amazing job of setting a tone for people who are new. I love Um, that. Whether that's like them, you know, like having their cameras on and showing a variety of movements. Like I know that they're doing that for themselves, but also being able to show that and have their cameras on is super important to people who are new. And also like checking in in the chat and being like, we're so happy you're here. Or like, it's hard for all of us. Like, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> don't we're all to, struggling. Like... And I think in person, it could be like, I like it could be the idea that someone who is there regularly is taking a modification or a variation that's different than what the teacher is saying so that when you like look around you're like oh okay so it's not like we're not in a synchronized swimming class we're in a freaking yoga class it's not that serious um like we don't all need to be doing the exact same thing or or like seeing people chatting before and after class or people saying hi can be like a good energy you can kind of gauge like what the studio is like based Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. do people just walk in with their headphones take their headphones out take the class put the headphones back in and leave you're like oh well they're not really interested in building community and that's fine that's their that's their business but if that's what you're looking for then maybe that's not the studio or class Mm -hmm. for you yeah that's a beautiful idea of recognizing that doing different things in a fitness class can also be a, a like a beacon of light like oh oh my gosh it, it, I purposely actually, do that yeah yeah I think and like I remember that in yoga as well as a yoga instructor that was always really powerful for people to realize like maybe there's one pose we're all working around or near but like everybody's approaching it differently and like with respect to what we're doing with respect yeah. to the class you showed up to and the time that the class starts and the volume that the music is at. Like, I think there's so many fine lines and gray areas there that you can find a really awesome, you might even find that a certain time becomes mm-hmm. like, I like the vibe of this class at this time, but not at that time because that group's etiquette is different because they've created a different culture. That's super totally. real. That's super totally. real. And I think that classes are like really important containers, particularly like because they're overwhelmingly like women. And so they are like, well, and at least in my experience, teaching mm-hmm. bar, obviously, um, typically men don't like to come to bar, but that's a whole other episode. Yes, um, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> most men don't like getting punked by two pound weights. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like it can be such an important like third space and exchange of information and community and grounding and friendship. And so I think that fitness classes can be extremely like sacred to people. And I know that that's like a case for you. Um, Yeah, it can, it can be the only time that people set aside for themselves and it can be the only time that they maybe get to socialize with people who aren't their coworkers or like whatever. So I think when we talk about, the etiquette within those it can be really important because if that's someone's like only 45 minutes and they you know they just come there to be like zen and chill out and do their thing and like next to the person that they've been doing their thing next to for three months and then things are getting (laughs) just things are getting disrupted or like you know someone's phone is going off it could just be like this is this is it this is the final straw (laughs) 
this isn't how we do things here. Yeah, you start to just like unravel. Yeah, fitness classes have so many levels of etiquette and expectation and also like the lack of expectation, especially with your membership. Like it's the the fact that you there is no expectation for how you're going to get through this class other than you're going right. to get through it, right? Like that is the beautiful part. Yeah, and even and even that's up for debate, right? Like, yes, yes. If you're not yes. Doing it, you can leave. Like. <laughs> Bye. Right, right. So um, we have a, a random little section for bathrooms. We're not, we don't have a ton of stuff here, but I thought I would, I would mention it because if you're going to the gym, you might be using the bathroom. Um, that's poss- a likelihood or a possibility. I would hope you're not holding your pee or your poop while you're straining to lift. That could be dangerous. Um, for everyone. <laughs> it's going to be the plane. We're all going to be riding Delta. So any thoughts here on bathroom etiquette? I mean, I have a really silly one, which is my gym bathrooms face the gym. And one thing I can't stand both as an instructor when I'm teaching there and just like as a member is I need that bathroom door closed. I don't want to see it. You don't want to be looking at a toilet. I don't want to be looking like at a toilet. squatting and looking at a toilet and you're like, it's going to, the wires are going to get crossed. I'm all crossed up. Yeah. I don't need to get crossed up. I cannot have that happen. And I just think like I need my third space to not include bathroom space. Yeah. Yes, mm. to not be a bathroom. I need, Just I to need, not be a bathroom. Yeah. I need more space than that. So that's kind of my only lame comment, silly comment. Um, <laughs> tell me about uh, anything related to your bathroom. You probably have a really nice bathroom at your gym. I have. There's great bathrooms. Here's the thing. They have a great bathroom and locker system at the gym that I go to, and I never go in it because I use the lockers on the third floor, Ooh. and there's and there's solo bathrooms up there, and that's also oh, where baby. where the outside deck is. So like nice. again, I'm wearing my mask full time, so when I go out there, I can drink water, I can like mm-hmm. cool off and take some deep breaths. Then I can go pee in the bathroom that no one else is in. And I, there's the little lockers there because I just bring mm-hmm. a little bag and Scott just brings a little bag. So it's we don't need a huge locker. We're not changing there. We are not coming from like work or going to work. Um, and so they do have a nice system there and they have like they have these solo bathrooms. And I think the important thing that we talked about a little bit is just like once again if you're in the lockers if the lockers and bathroom are like the same mm-hmm. place space like we're not taking pictures in there we're not taking videos and we're not even like giving people the illusion that they could possibly be getting their picture taken i think that that's also important like yeah. even even if it's just like um you're taking a picture of yourself like I don't know. That could really trigger people, I feel like. And um, so just being mindful of other people in the space. And then like the pros of a nice bathroom is like there could be like a lot of good stuff in there. And you're like, oh, I need these. I need four (laughs) razors and a shower cap. (laughs) I need these for later. I need an extra hair tie just in case mine breaks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking an extra hair tie every single day this week. (laughs) I run on my period, but these look like interesting tampons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going I'm to keep it in my bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's actually, um, when I was um, spinning in DC, there was um, a little message on the mirrors to not take photos, which I yeah. mean, it's a soul cycle bathroom. You're going to want to take pictures. It's the nicest lighting in the world. 
And I did take a cute selfie there when no one else was there. Um, but I did find that people were pretty cognizant of that, which is nice. It's nice to have an environment where people aren't like, you know, you're like in the background and like, you know, you're in the background. So like, what do you do? Hide your face again? Like I'm clearly, this is clearly such a nervous stomach slash anxiety for me. Like, ah, what do I do? Yeah. And some people will be naked in there because they're changing their clothes. <laughs> like, they're showering. Like, right. It's right. just not, it's just not a chill thing. It's, so, it's not, yeah. and it's, it's absolutely not it. So good talk on bathrooms. Um, people poop in bathrooms, y'all. People fart in bathrooms. I think we can also just like make space for people to have bodily functions in there. And you're, you know, you're, you're, the, you're that person, aren't you? I, I always poop at the gym. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Okay, wait, <laughs> I found out. Nightmare. Yeah, so wait, I found out my, my two, my two girlfriends that I typically live with or work out with, they were like, oh my God, I've never pooped at crew. And I was like, you what? Like, I think I, I pooped at crew like the second day I was there. Like I, that's just the way my stomach Maria, is. I, you're in the minority. I know, I know, but I, I have to, because the minute I start thinking that I might have to go and then I'm lifting that, you know, those little keychains, the little farm animal keychains, when you squeeze them <laughs> and the little poo comes out, that's me put on my lifting belt and it's over for all of you and me. And I need my, again, I require my third space for my mental health. You cannot take it away from me. And technically my third space is my second space. It's complicated um, because I work there. So yeah, I happily, I, I don't, it's not like I'm like, you know, it's not like bombs away in there, but I also feel like people are like in, in nice bathrooms and it happens any public bathroom, like, oh my God, it smells like shit in here. And it's like, yeah, maybe someone's having a hard day in there. Yeah, or like that's definitely the point. It's just for yeah. me, my, my nervous stomach is like absolutely not. I would rather um, just like no. It could be a sixth grade camp all over again. I'm not going. I'm oh not man, going. God bless your your sphincter because that's a rough time. That's a rough squeeze. She works hard for her money. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, enough on that. Speaking of singing and music, um, music is a great category for etiquette. Um, you had some really lovely thoughts here. You might be thinking when it comes to etiquette for those of you who are listening you know, not blaring your music so loud other people can hear it and like being conscious of your space. Lauren's uh, approach to this is actually really sweet. Can you tell us about your thoughts here? Yeah. So particularly if you are someone like me, who's like definitely working out solo, like so sometimes Scott works in with me, but I'm usually like completely by myself. We're doing two different things. Um, I have playlists that I like to use that really dictate the amount of time that my workout's going to take. They kind of keep me on track. And so I just pop my headphones in and I have these playlists that kind of like bring different types of energy where I know like, I'm like, okay, emo forever playlist, mm. a day to remember I'm putting my hands on the bar and I'm lifting it. Um, like I know like the timing of stuff. And I feel like that can be super comforting if you, make your own playlist. I'm less, I'm less concerned with that because I have 1000 bar playlists. And additionally, like I can, 
you know, skip through. But if you're really like looking for some consistency and something to keep you grounded and keep you in in the game, having a good playlist can like be perfect for planning your break songs, planning your like yeah. transition songs. And also just if you know the song within that song, knowing how long it's been since you've been taking a break and like knowing, okay, well, when it gets to this part of the song, I'm definitely going back and I'm going to start my lift again. Um, so that can be really, really helpful, especially if you're in your own little corner, in your own little chair, being whatever yeah. you want to be. <laughs> you're doing your own thing. I think that a good playlist can really like keep you on track. It can keep you on track because I don't know. I, I know lots of people stay longer than I do at the gym, but I like to be very efficient when I work out. Um, and so part of that is the timing and the playlist keeps the time for me. Yeah, that's that's super helpful, if, especially if you have your workout plan on your phone and then you're like using a timer. It's like too many apps and there's too many opportunities to get distracted or end up on social media. The music just plays and then you have your built in timer. You have your built in pep talk and little hype system. Mm -hmm. um, I really love it. And I think if we can adopt methods of using music to support our efficiency in the gym we actually can enjoy it it's not like we can rule out so many issues with that little system i really love it it's so good it's so good also like you never know who's controlling the music at the gym i can mm -hmm. definitely tell different people on different days because i'm like oh shoot pop playlist like i don't even need my headphones like it's it's delivering the energy that i need but then sometimes i'm like what who would work out to this like, I don't I don't even know how to explain it. but it's obviously for someone like someone it is it, it is they put it on but it's just not for me and I'm like mm. yes do you know my one rule when it comes to music I'm sure you could guess what it, it can't be too loud <laughs> no no it's a genre thing there's like one type of music I, I will not work out to country cannot will not <laughs> never and um, again you're not, like, you're not you're not giving body like a back row no. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know with these shoulders maybe <laughs> you're forgetting like interstate highway <laughs> yeah this is called uh, the easy pass lane was closed we are all waiting in line to pay the toll four car pile up. That's what this body is giving. So I feel like, and it's hard because, you know, again, like I work out with other coaches and one of our coaches loves working out to country music and I love him dearly. I am just never, I cannot do it. That's my only rule. And so I do feel like there are certain music choices, like I think heavy metal country and like maybe something bizarre, like uh, really brassy jazz music like those are bold choices for a large gym and maybe we meet in the middle somewhere if jazz was playing I would have to do cardio <laughs> because it makes me so anxious jazz like, music makes you anxious yeah because there's no rhyme or reason to it it's, it's, it's a cosmic gumbo of music I'm just like oh there's no hook <laughs> We're still riffing over here. Yeah. Um, okay, good to know. So it's both my rule and apparently Lauren has a rule too. So good good talk. Um, we're going to wrap up this episode with our most important element, I think for both Lauren and for me, 
which is community. And we had this episode. You should definitely go back and listen to it if you're a new listener about our ideal gym. Like, what would it be like? And we spent a lot of time talking about community. Obviously, it's not, we don't work out in our ideal gyms. We are working out in the real world. There are some elements of etiquette related to community, like that we just, I don't know, maybe we have different opinions on, but I think it's nice, like if you walk across into someone's space, like acknowledging them, like with a nod or like an awkward smile or maybe like a, hey, like, you know, you're like (laughs) scampering where you're going, but acknowledging people's presence is a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah. And also if you see someone in the middle of like a set or like something that you feel like, you know, this is going to be over soon. Like you can wait your turn. You can. Like mm-hmm. it's just, um, and that's kind of where we come back to like the pack of hyena high school boys because they're like not, they, they don't know. They're not paying attention to that. Um, most of them are not. And so that can be like, okay thank you for walking right through mm-hmm. um but but also you know part of in for me part of community is just like holding space for that awkwardness um oh yeah absolutely sure you're just like okay <laughs> not for real it's okay like it's not that serious to me mm-hmm. it's not that serious but um yeah we talked about like talking to people and again like i'm there in all black and a mask and like um, with a furrowed brow all the time because I don't necessarily want people like coming up and giving me unsolicited advice. This is very much like as a woman and as like a fat woman, typically like, oh my God, like the looks on people's faces when I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shocked. Um, <laughs> shocked. I'm just like, okay. Um, So I think that there's like something to having these boundaries where like, I'm still, I do think of myself as like a very open person. And if I saw someone like, you know, failing out next to me, I would absolutely like help them, like help them. Um, But it would have to be a situation where it's like when you're like, oh, are you expecting? Like, I would have to know 100% that that person was like, (laughs) this was not like, this was not what they planned, you know, like to intervene with someone. But I think I always like keep an eye out for people who are like potentially going to get hurt. Like, that's why the the shoe thing, going back to the shoe Mm -hmm, thing was like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, I want to, I want to make sure that everyone is like having a good time. I just also don't want to like overstep my boundaries. Yeah. I think it's hard when you have the knowledge, um, like if you've been in that gym for a long time or you've been moving for a long time, or you're a fitness instructor, you're a personal trainer, like you have a lot of training and a lot of education. It can be hard to know, like, when is it about safety versus like, almost, I don't want to say preference, but like in a lot of ways, preference, people might prefer to move their bodies in certain ways and it might not Mm -hmm. look like yours and it might not look like the ideal movement or the perfect form. Like a part of owning a boundary of being in community is recognizing like not everyone's asking for your feedback. They've got a furrowed brow. They're not interested in talking to you. And just because you might have some proficiency in something doesn't mean people really want your education, which can be hard when you're a helper and you want to help. I just want to just helping. It's well intended. Um, you know, even like you said, even helping someone bail, helping someone, you know, get up from a failed lift, like you want to make sure your presence is actually needed and <laughs> wanted. Yeah, it's definitely it can, a, pr- a practice yeah, in balance, right? It is. Like, it is. 
Because you could really fuck somebody up, I think. I think you could really, like, mess with someone. I mean, not even just, like, the body comments alone. Like, yeah. Right. Um, exactly. The body comments alone, like, how far along are you? Like, you can absolutely go fuck off, um, even if I was pregnant. Like, there are a lot of comments that people are so quick to be like, oh, my God, you look so good. It's like, what do I look like? Shit, yesterday? The last time I saw you was four months ago. Do you want to hear about my life? Because it's not right. going. It's not going so good. I don't yeah, feel going- so good. It's not great over here. It's not great. Um, yeah. So I think overstepping boundaries is a big one. Um, do you have anything in your gym? Or have you ever been to a gym where like there's a community challenge or like scoreboard? Or have you ever been to a fitness class where there's a scoreboard? I, so uh, no, because I try not to. Um, <laughs> but because then I would have to win. Um, Tough times. Hard to be so- Lauren. <laughs> Yeah, I don't go anywhere where I have to play a game because then I have to win and that's exhausting for everyone. Um, But no, there are like programs at my gym where there's like scores and numbers put up. There's like a whiteboard that I Mm. occasionally see. I'm obviously not taking part in that um, because I'm not going to pay extra and I don't work well with others. But um, (laughs) that like I see it. I see it. And there's people's names and stuff. And for some people, I feel like that can be great and motivational but in other times I feel like that can like lead to those boundary overstepping in communities and I know you had more to say about that yeah yeah so in my um history of working on different gyms there's you know usually an app like zen planner wattify like different apps that are for these types of gyms they're even in spin studios or like the erg place that we're going to ErgoFit, like that has erg zone. So like your scores are recorded, which like, I never really look at the erg stuff, but you could go back and look. Um, you can give people cheers. You can give people likes. And like with Wattify, you can actually comment. You can comment with photos. You can leave your own photo. You can like really give notes on your stuff. And I talked about this before on our last episode. So I won't, I won't, belabor the point but like I just want people's scores to be for them right like if you're recording your your weight your lift like that's a great idea so that next time you know how much you lifted or maybe you won't be picking this up in this strength cycle so like three months from now when you are you're gonna know where your baseline was and how to modify or adjust to that point Um, but I find that it is like it's not Facebook like it's not social media but people treat it like social media and it is it also causes some like hurt feelings like so-and-so didn't like my thing, but they like someone else's like that can happen. I'm not saying it happens at my gym, but it certainly has happened at other gyms or my clients' gyms. And it becomes like a sore subject. So then people don't want to, you know, they don't want to be on top of their own metrics, which is fine. They don't have to be. Um, But the only reason they're not is because they don't want other people to see it. And I just think like, if we can all own that we have a boundary to hold and we can be respectful of other people's boundaries, then we don't have many issues there, but that, that can be complicated for people who just want to say something. Yeah. It's this, it's these apps that are like kind of community based, right? Cause it's like, Oh, we're all doing this and like we can cheer each other on. But for some people that can be extremely like triggering or like you said, it can be like, it can be a thing where, Oh, you know, a popularity contest. Um, So I think that there's other ways to create community and hold space. We talked about like the little nod or the acknowledgement in the gyms, you know, like making sure that you're kind of 
holding your own boundaries and and respecting other people's boundaries because I go to the gym and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that person. Um, I actually talked to someone last week and he was like, oh, you look so familiar. I'm like, yeah, maybe I know you through uh, my friend who works at the gym. Like maybe I know yeah. you through her. And then like we connected <laughs> We have like all all these mutuals online. Whoa! Like, oh yeah, like definitely makes more sense now. I've seen you here, like I've seen you outside of this setting. But I think that like we got to that point because we were talking to a mutual friend, right? Like so there was there was an introduction and stuff like that. Typically, um, you know, I am friendly enough to keep to my own space. I always want to respect people's space and time when we're working out because especially other people, like I'm there kind of having more fun. I have access to this a lot um, where other folks may, you know, they, this might be, this might be it for them. (laughs) They've got 30 minutes. Right. Right. Like they need to get this in. So I have a little bit more flexibility and knowing that I engage with people in that way where I'm just not like, I'm not there trying to take up all the time on the platform. I'm not taking it like to the max where I'm like, this is my bench. <laughs> Don't touch my bench. Um, and, and also I'm open with people if they look like they're like trying to use something. I'm like, oh, hey, I'll be here for this much longer. Like I'm realistic with yes. them so that they know. And they can change their plans if they need to. I'm not rushing off for anybody, but I'm also like not just like doo, 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 like texting in between and all of mm-hmm. that. And I guess there's a, a time and a place if if that was something where it wasn't super full and you needed the time in between, like that's all good. It's just like being respectful of your neighbors, I guess. Yeah. Way. Yeah. I love that. And they are your neighbors, like treat them as neighbors. They're not intruders. Um, and I know this might be hard for you, but I also feel like the, uh, the people in the gym when you're there are not your competition. Like you're there to do your workout. Yes. Um, I see this with um, men. <laughs> like, yes, there are people in different bodies with different parts and different uh, identities that might lift what you think a man should lift and like they don't need to be compared to you and you don't need to be quote coming for them or I'm gonna beat your score like absolutely fuck off that's not community energy like you can work hard on your situation and you can build up your own goals and things like I I struggle with like kind of seeing even you know someone who looks just like you similar body whatever and comparing your chapter one to their chapter 15 like no need yeah no need yeah, it can be really, it can be really hard. And I think that um, people often will like do that and then try to get ahead of themselves. Like I said, if, if there's a scoreboard in a class, of course, I'm going to be competitive, but also yeah. like, I don't go to the gym to be competitive. <laughs> like I just Correct. don't. And a lot of people don't. A lot of people yeah. don't. Yeah. Right. So I'm not there for that. And I think that I've had, I've had decent experiences in the gym now that I'm going to that where it doesn't feel that way. Um, or at least I don't feel that way. But again, I'm just over here like beep, beep, boop, bop. Like I have my playlist on. I come with a plan. I know the layout now. I have my special upstairs locker. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have the whole thing. The whole thing is already curated so that I have this experience. And then, of course, the characters change. Like the neighbors change yes. based on yes. what time and what day and everything like that. So there will be some navigation of that. But Otherwise, it's like a good experience um, and a grounding experience to be in that community where people are just like, we're just working out. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're all there. We all came for the same reason in one shape, one way, shape or form, which is to move. That was what we all came for. And that is a reason I think we should stay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think yeah. we should stay. Um, and I think you should leave after your workout and go get a snack from somewhere near where you work out. That's all I always think. Yeah, or chicken from Trader Joe's if you just want to go straight for the chicken. <laughs> or the pre-cooked chicken that says you should warm it up, but I'm eating it cold in the car. And a sweet little bevy, please. Yes, if I don't, yes. Get, if I don't get my fancy beverage after the gym, it's like right. I didn't even go. Yeah, that's a, that's a part of that again, too, for another day. So I want to thank you for all of the energy that you brought to this because this is your world. This is your job, your life. So thanks for talking more about it with us. Um, we are open to all of your thoughts and questions, et cetera. Um, feel free to message us or if you're listening on Spotify, you can answer the Q&A, um, pop a question in there. We'd love to have this conversation extended and we can't wait to hear what you think of the episode. Yes. Thanks for being here, friend. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.